welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Self-publishing is one of the best ways you can share your message with the world. And it'll also help you build credibility as a writer or as a blogger or somebody with an online business. Hi there, my name is Brian Collins and last year I wrote and self-published a book called The Art of Writing a Nonfiction Book. And that book is available now on Amazon and also on Audible. But in this podcast episode, I want to explain to you how you can get your book ready for self-publishing and the type of costs that you should plan for. So now you can listen to an extract from The Art of Writing a Nonfiction Book and learn how to get ready to press publish on Amazon. Chapter 14, self-publishing your nonfiction book like a pro. Writing is about you. Publishing is about the book. Marketing is about the reader. Joanna Penn. I still get a kick every time I upload a digital book file to Amazon and press publish. It's easy and it's free. Or is it? Well, you can finalize a draft today. You could prepare your digital book file, knock up a masterpiece of a book cover in paint. Oh, my eyes, it burns upload it all to Amazon and have a book for sale within hours. But should you? Professional nonfiction authors take care to create books that readers love. They work with trained editors, professional designers and more. If you're self-publishing your nonfiction book and you take your craft and your readers seriously, you should too. So how much does it cost to self-publish a book? Well, According to WriteLife, the average amount a writer spends on self-publishing a book falls between $200 and $300, while according to Book Promotion, more experienced authors spend several thousand dollars on self-publishing services. Now, I've spent less than $500 and more than $2,000 on self-publishing different books. There are advantages and disadvantages to working on a shoestring and on a larger budget. I researched the pricing information in this chapter during 2017 and I updated it before publication. Some of the prices may have increased since then, but my advice about what to budget for holds true. So let's dive in. Paying for writing and self-publishing software. Whether you're self-publishing your book or otherwise, you still need a computer. You also need writing software like Google Docs, Word or Scrivener. Once you've written your book, you can either hire a designer to prepare your digital book files or you can do it yourself. It's easy enough if you learn Scrivener's advanced features and how to use book design software like Vellum, which is available for the Mac. Costs from free to $74 for authors on a tight budget. I'll presume you already own or have access to a computer for writing. At the back of this book, I've included a list of free and premium writing software you can use. A license for software like Scrivener and Vellum costs $45 and $29 at the time of recording this audiobook, respectively. If you can't afford to spend this modest amount on writing software, you're in the wrong game. Hiring an editor, copy editor, and proofreader. Almost every author works with a development editor, proofreader, and sometimes a copy editor or line editor. A development editor will provide critical feedback about the tone and direction of your book in the form of a reader's report. He or she may also provide some light copywriting depending on your contract. A copy editor or line editor will go through each sentence and polish them for you. They'll also check that your spelling, word choice, and the overall style of your book is consistent. And a proofreader will eliminate typos and grammar mistakes and may also look for factual inaccuracies. Some editors also provide developmental and copy edits if you pay extra. 
my experience is working with editors and proofreaders. While self-publishing my first book, A Handbook for the Productive Writer, I hired a proofreader, but I didn't hire an editor. Having worked as a journalist and sub-editor, I felt confident about editing a non-fiction book myself. I had also turned several chapters into guest blog posts for various websites, and I used critical feedback from these editors to improve my book. Even though their feedback was helpful, self-editing my book took dozens of hours, and I sprouted grey hairs out the back of my ears. That wasn't my only mistake. I hired a cheap proofreader for just $200 to check a handbook for the productive writer for typos. This proofreader found some errors, but not all of them in the book, before I self-published it. And then after I uploaded the first version of this book, I found some additional errors and typos. The shame. After a reader complained to me about some typos, I rained furious hellfire down upon him. But when that didn't work, I used the online proofreading service Grammarly to recheck every chapter and I resent this book to a professional proofreader for $300. A month after self-publishing the first version of my book, I uploaded a new version to Amazon, and I called it version 2. Later, I paid to have much of this book re-edited. I also retitled it as The Savvy Writer's Guide to Productivity. I recovered the book too, so I could position it to the right readers more effectively and increase book sales. For every book since then, I've worked with an editor, proofreader, and occasionally a line editor. Typically, an editor sends me a reader report with an annotated version of my manuscript. The proofreader and line editor make changes in a document and send them back to me to accept or reject. Feedback like this, while sometimes tough, improves the quality of my books and teaches me more about writing, which is a nice added bonus. Now, you can hire an editor, proofreader and copy editor based on your total word count, the hours you want the editor or proofreader to spend on your book, your total page count or your project as a whole. Before hiring an editor or proofreader, ask them what style they'll use. The Chicago Manual of Style, for example, is pretty popular. Will they edit your book in British or US English? Can they provide a sample edit for you to review first? This is usually free. Do they specialize in any type of writing? Can they provide testimonials from satisfied clients or authors? How long will an edit take? What are their rates? And so on. Costs. I don't have an easy answer for you because it depends on how clean your draft is, your subject matter, and what level of editorial support you want. Rates vary widely too, so shop around. That said, you can hire an editor and also a copy editor for $40 to $50 each. That's per hour. You could also expect to pay an editor and proofreader $5 to $10 per 1,000 words each. For authors on a tight budget, if you can't afford an editor or proofreader, start saving. Working with an editor is the single best way to improve your book and your craft. Now, that said, if you're on a budget, joining a creative writing group or class is a great way to get free feedback on your nonfiction writing. All you have to do is provide other people feedback of their work too. So the only real cost is your time. Similarly, if you write guest blog posts based on your drafts, you can get free editorial feedback from the sites you're going to write for. After your guest post goes live, you could always reuse elements of the post as chapters in your book with some light rewriting. Now, I caution against self-publishing your book without hiring or getting an eagle-eyed friend to proofread your book. Those typos will come back to haunt you. Finding a captivating book cover. Picking a good book cover is one of your most important creative decisions. It's your book's best chance of standing out against the hundreds of thousands of other books on stores like Amazon. When I was starting off, I stayed up till 2am for nights on end taking online design tutorials and I created a cover that had nothing to do with the contents of my book. Since then, I've run competitions on design sites like 99designs, 
and have worked directly with book cover designers. As an author, your time is better spent writing than it is tinkering in Photoshop or Illustrator. So either start saving or reframe this expense as an investment in your craft. Hiring a designer. It's relatively easy to find a professional book cover designer and have included resources that go along with this audiobook. So find your designer you can afford who has experience creating book covers in your niche. Then you'll need to determine if he or she is free to work on your book cover and come to an agreement about price and deliverables. Some budget-friendly book cover designers will let you pick from various book cover templates, whereas more expensive designers will create something new for you. Before you pay for your designer, let them know if you need a 2D cover for digital publishing, a 3D cover for print, or a mock-up of your book for your website. These extras cost more. Also, always insist on getting the source files. That's the Photoshop or Illustrator files and not just the book cover image because you'll need these if you want to make changes to your book cover later on. Decide on your budget. You can spend a lot or a little on your book cover. If you spend a modest amount, less than $100, you'll probably have to pick from various pre-designed templates. And if you spend more, you can work one-on-one with a designer. Do your research. The covers of thriller books look different to the covers of self-help books. The former relies on dark imagery, while the latter relies on hopeful imagery. So spend at least an hour browsing stores like Amazon and saving book covers in your niche that you like. Pinterest and Evernote are both good for this. Write a design brief. If you've commissioned a new cover rather than using a pre-designed template, write a short brief for your designer. Explain what your book is about, the title, key concepts, the book covers you like and dislike and so on. Are you okay with stock imagery? Do you prefer simple designs or do you have an image in mind? Are there particular colors and fonts you like? If your writing draws on key imagery or metaphors, let your designer know as they could work an element of this into your cover. Include a sample chapter for them to read too. Providing this information will reduce the amount of time both you and your designer spend going backwards and forwards about a design later on. Give proactive feedback. Depending on how much you pay, your designer will go through one or two rounds of changes with you. Tell them what you like and dislike about the cover and what you want changed. Remember, your book cover needs to look good at small sizes so it stands out on digital bookstores. But what if you don't know what you like? Well, ask a friend or your early readers for their opinions about the book cover in question. They may have a good eye for design or for captivating images. Crowdsourcing your book cover. Sites like 99designs, Crowdspring and DesignCrowd enable you to run competitions. If you host one, designers will submit covers for you to review. And when you pick the best one, the winner gets a prize that you front. I used 99designs in the past for a book cover and I was happy with the results. Two years ago, I wrote an article about my experiences, but some unhappy designers complained in the comments about crowdsourcing websites. They argued that losers get nothing for their submissions or hard work. So if you decide in this approach, you'll still need to brief your designer and work with a winner to finalize it. Costs. It costs $50 to $500 or more to hire a designer. And like with hiring an editor, you get what you pay for. Competitions, on the other hand, on crowdsourcing websites start at $240. Preparing a print version of your book. What writer doesn't want to hold their book in their hands? If you follow the guidelines in Amazon and CreateSpace, you can do just that. Vellum, Mac only at time of recording, also enables writers to compile print versions of their books. If you can't or don't want to use Vellum, I recommend hiring a designer to prepare your print book. They will take care of the headaches like laying out each page correctly, and they will also check that your cover is the right depth, 
break up run-on sentences, and so on. Costs. It costs $250 to $300 to hire a designer to prepare a 40 to 50,000 word book for print. I expect this cost to come down as self-publishing software becomes easier to use. And on that note, at the time of recording, Vellum Press for creating print books costs just $249 for authors on a tight budget. Yes, you could design a book cover yourself and paint or Photoshop or buy a cheap book cover for a couple of dollars on a site like Fiverr. You could also rub lemons in your eyes, but that doesn't mean you should. Unless you've got ace design skills, please don't. A cheap cover screams cheap writing. Look, if you can't afford to hire a designer, Canva provides a series of free ebook cover templates that you can adapt. Later on, swap out these covers for a more professional design. In the end, there's no cheap shortcut to preparing a book for print, unfortunately. You can always prepare your book file using Venom, but you'll still need the help of a designer to get the cover right for print. And if that's an issue, publish a digital copy of your book first and then worry about the print copy later on. The bottom line. Authors today don't have to ask permission from publishers, editors, or even readers. However, you still need the funds to create a great book. It cost me around $500 to self-publish my first book, $1,000 to self-publish my second, and over $2,000 to self-publish my third. In each case, I hired more expensive editors, designers, and so on to improve the quality of the books in question. I haven't included extra costs like what I spent on marketing my book using Facebook ads. The thing is, you can spend as much or as little as you want self-publishing your non-fiction book. If you invest a little money, you'll break even on the cost of your book faster. But if you invest more, you'll create a better product and improve your craft with the help of a professional. Unlike years ago, you're in control of your creative choices, including the budget, and that's a liberating place for most non-fiction authors today. Your writing exercises. Create a file of book covers from your niche that you like. Add to this file as you go and show it to your designer. Decide up front how much you want to spend on editing, design, and so on. Work within your budget, taking care to create a professional product, because yes, books are products that readers love. I hope you found that audiobook chapter useful. And if you did, you can actually get the art of writing a non-fiction book right now. Just visit becomearitertodaybook.com and you'll find all the details. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.